You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by The Hartford. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, sponsored by The Hartford. This is a podcast for your small business, where we share all sorts of advice and tips and talk to really interesting people that can help you run and grow your small business. My name is Gene Marks. I am here with my great co-host, John Adakonis. John, say hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we are here talking to Jeanette Darden, who is the co-founder and owner of InGroup Creative. And uh, Jeanette is a is a marketing branding specialist. Uh, we're we're actually doing a few segments with her, just trying to 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 really drain her mind of all the information that she has to help us market and grow our businesses. And today we're going to be talking about um, failure to launch. And I know both John and I have a bunch of questions for Jeanette on this topic. So John, I'm going to turn it over to you first and let you go. Go ahead. Awesome. Thanks, Jean. Hey, Jeanette, how's it going? It is going fantastic. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. It is one of my uh, most frequently asked uh, scenarios when I work with clients. Awesome. Well, let's dive right in there because I think sometimes the, the hardest thing to do is to take the first step. You know, what's your perspective on that? You know, why is it that you find that people fail to kind of launch ideas off the ground or kind of get stuck in the mindset of they can't do it? You know, so often people think too much. That's really what it comes down to. You know, I always joke with some of my clients and I tell them, just stop thinking, just ask, you know, what's the worst that could happen if it, if it, if the, if no one pays attention pull it back in, rein it back in, and let's change it up a little bit. I think that's so right. I think it's it, we are our worst enemies <laughs> when it comes to getting yeah. in our own way. And it's interesting. I just had a conversation with someone the other day, and this is much easier said than done advice because it's one of those things when you say it, you're like, I should take my own advice. <laughs> I think that we need to be more mm-hmm. like we are with our best friends to ourselves. And instead of telling ourselves like, well, I don't know if I have the skill set or the capabilities or if this is the right thing for me. You know, when you kind of look at that person in the eye, like you got this, like you can do this. Like we need to, I think, give ourselves some of that grace. And I think, yeah, get out of our own ways and and be able to separate fear from intuition. Because I think so much of what holds us back is unfounded fear and insecurity. And we convince ourselves that it's our gut feeling when it's a whole bunch of noise. And it probably comes from something else that happened at a whole other part of our life. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. I mean, there's so much intimidation, you know, Um, you know, it's, it's easy to look at what a competitor is doing um, and say, oh, my gosh, there's just no way that I'll be able to uh, get in front of that same audience, you know, or geez, Louise, what will my friends and family think? Uh, how, you know, they've always questioned my success. And now here I am putting myself out there. Um, but really, it takes a lot of confidence and gusto. <laughs> I, I'm there with you. I think, and it's interesting, right? Because I think we do, especially in the small business space, we all kind of try and, I shouldn't say we all, but I think it's a common thing where people kind of look and think like, oh, well, that market's already dominated or that product's already out there or that concept already exists. But when you really look at the landscape, that's true for some of the most successful brands. And I don't think it's about, you know, being the first necessarily. I think sometimes it's about executing the best. And I think about, you know, there's there's room and kind of degrees of entry for everyone. I don't think that anyone really owns a category, you know. But what are some of the things people can do to kind of get out of their own way? Like when you do get a client that says that and you're telling them not to think so much, like what are some of the actions they can take to really kind of get ready and, and move forward? 
You know, one thing that I tell people is first to just get out a piece of paper and just together some kind of plan. What are you thinking? You know, you don't have to sit down and spend, you know, five hours putting together a 30 page business plan, um, but just start putting your thoughts together. Think about what you want to do. Um, the biggest thing is put it into bite-sized pieces. You know, what do you think you want to focus on first? Do you have a specific product? that you're looking to launch, great. Now let's break down how we're going to launch it. So make it easy for yourself. Don't overcomplicate it. There's so many ways to test out products and services without failure. I think that's a great thing to kind of chunk it out because I think it's much easier to accomplish tasks sometimes than projects, you know? I do believe that most times we kind of stop ourselves or because we're working on the long game and we want that immediate satisfaction for something that's going to take a while to manifest. So I think that's a really good piece of, of action advice for all of us to take is like, let's pause. Let's think of the steps we need to take to get to the goal we want to accomplish and just keep right. it moving forward. I think it's something else yeah. that you said, which is interesting, is like, don't focus on what everyone else is doing. I think it's great mm -hmm. to learn from your competitors, but I think in the end, the race is really with yourself, right? Like, how can you get faster? How can you get better? How can you get more strong and nimble and adaptable? Absolutely. And you almost have to treat you it like athletic conditioning. Absolutely. You really have to create a story. You know, I think the most successful products and services have some sort of story behind it. You know, there's a woman that I ran into recently and, you know, she created a new lip care line. And you could say to yourself, my gosh, there are a million products out there that focus on lips. But what she did is she created a story around why she created this lip care business. And it really helped to set her apart, you know. And so she started with one product and see how it went. And luckily for her, the, uh, the audience came in droves. And then she decided to launch another product. And it kind of just snowballed from there. But again, she put it in bite-sized pieces. And I think that's actually interesting, kind of your point about a story. You know, I believe that one thing that sometimes prevents productivity is our need to want to be what we think everyone else wants us to be. And I think mm -hmm. what I've seen is that sometimes the most interesting people and the most successful brands are the people who are unapologetically themselves. They're 100% mm -hmm. honest about what they do and why they do it. And they, they own that part of themselves 100% and infuse it into everything they touch. And I think this kind of need of, you know, some people might call it covering or masking or kind of creating a persona can be so much work and energy that it takes us away from what we're actually trying to kind of do in the world. And I think especially as a small business owner or kind of like an inventor of things or products or concepts, like really leaning into that thing that makes you unique, like your lived experience, the things that inspired you to say, like, this is something I want to pursue. I believe that's one of the most powerful tools that we have. And I think it's sometimes one of the most underutilized. Absolutely. One of my secrets that I often share with people is to do BTS. And I'm not talking about the famous pop band. I mean, <laughs> behind the scenes. Show behind the scenes on how you were inspired by this new product or service. Show behind the scenes on how you're designing, decorating, creating. Let people get into, you know, your creativity. Make them a part of the planning process so they feel more invested. These story options that are available on quite a few of the social media channels are a real opportunity for people to let people in and see uh, what you're putting out there. 
Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of tools out there to invite people into the process and also still kind of control the narrative. But I 100% am with you. It's more than just finding um, a potential sale. It's really about creating some level of like fandom and followership. And I think the more you can bring someone into the why you're doing something and the how it's done, the more invested they feel and the more likely they are to really kind of support you. You know, Jeanette, it's been a, a great conversation. We have need to take a quick ad break, um, you know, talking about kind of what keeps us going. So we'll we'll pause quickly and we'll be back in a second. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. We hope you enjoyed that word from our sponsor. Um, We're back at it. Jeanette Darden from InGroup Creative talking about failure to launch. Uh, Gene Marks, my co-host. Gene, how about you take it here? I've been talking a lot today. (laughs) Thanks, John. Yeah, Jeanette, I got a bunch of questions for you. Um, And, you know, we're talking about failing to launch, which is not just, you know, you know, we're talking about failing to launch a campaign, like actually getting out of the batter's box and doing it. You You and John were talking in the last segment about, you know, social media showing sort of like a little bit how the sausage is made. Don't, don't you think that <laughs> social media now is, is, is pushing business owners into you know, launching faster without doing all the planning that they might've done in the past because people want something real time. They like the transparency. They like, it's all out there, I guess is what I'm saying. Is that, has that impacted your clients' marketing campaigns? This is a great point. Absolutely. I mean, um, you have to make sure that you're continually branding yourself. So even though we're saying, you know, show some behind the scenes, the BTS, you need to make sure that you are still a professional. You know, you don't want to be walking around in, you know, ripped up jeans and your hair is a mess and, you know, things are scattered all over. You don't want to portray a message that you have no idea what you're doing. But I think you just have to try to control that message that you're putting out there, put together some kind of roadmap so that you can follow a process. And then you're going to get in front of your audience and and make sure that they have a clear understanding of why you're even inviting them in to be a part of this journey. Fair enough. You know, um, when my, my, my dad passed away back in 2005, but but him and I were in business together for a while. And, uh, you know, they're, they're good and bad about it. Um, but, you know, it was an enjoyable relationship. One of the places where we always locked horns, Jeanette, was like um, marketing campaigns. You know, my mm. he was always more of a thinker and a planner. And I was more like just like, oh, enough already. Let's just get out there and do it. You know, and, and I'm wondering, you know, you must deal with businesses that have partners. And I'm sure that, you know, when you deal with businesses that have partners, there are some that are more conservative than others. Um, and then others that are just like me, like, yeah, whatever, throw, you know, get it out there. How do you deal with that? How do you, you know, how do you, how, how do you work with clients when there are, you know, more than one decision maker um, and trying to find a common ground so that, you, you know, things can move forward? What advice do you have? We call that the yin and the yang. Um, I think it's so important that uh, if you do have a business partner, that you're making sure that you're seeing both sides of it. I mean, oftentimes, you know, you can really complement each other and help the client even more. You know, you have to be open, open to all different ideas. If you don't have a partner, you need to make sure that you're asking for help from other people, you know, and present an idea and say, hey, listen, from your perspective, what are your thoughts? 
it's amazing how we can all read, uh, you know, or actually we can all look at an image and read the content flow, and each of us walks away with a different message, right? Our brains all are wired differently. You want to make sure that you speak with your partner um, or anyone who's close to you and make sure that, you know, they are also in agreement with what you're doing. You want to make sure that they understand the message that you're trying to put out. Right. So listen, I mean, mistakes are going to happen. And, and there are people in this world that they, they want to avoid all mistakes. They're perfectionists. Um, I am not one of those people, which is a good <laughs> that I'm not building airplanes. You know, I'll send out an email campaign or I'll have a new uh, marketing launch for one of my PR CRM products. And um, and like, oops, I, I forgot to include that photo. You know, <laughs> or There's a typo yeah. in the email or there's, you know, what, what do you tell clients when when mistakes actually happen um, so that they don't so that they're able to basically get back on the bike again and, and keep moving forward? I have to tell you, I'm very much like you. You know, um, I often don't focus enough on the details. I'm more of a high level macro thinker. But the bottom line is we all make mistakes. We are all human. If you pick up any major newspaper, you're always going to see a byline that says in last week's uh, uh, paper, we made an error here, here, here and here. You know, right. so it's human. The great thing about digital, if you're if you're marketing in the digital space, you can go back in and often edit whatever was put out there. Um, listen, if you send an email newsletter out and you forget the image, sometimes it's even more funny when you email them all back and say, hey, guys, guess what I did today? I forgot to send the image along with my newsletter. Hey, everyone, enjoy your day. You know, there's a lot of pluses and minuses with that. The biggest plus is the fact that, hey, now you've gotten back in touch with them. If they didn't read your first email, they're definitely going to read your second email. And they're probably going to have a little chuckle and feel better about themselves. Because guess what? They probably made the same mistake last week. You know, it's really funny. I mean, I've actually done that on purpose a couple of times. Like <laughs> I will send out like an email with an attachment, you know, to like a group of prospects and be like, oh, you know, you know, per the, the attachments, you know, you'll find blah, blah, blah. And I purposely leave off the attachments. How how devious is that? So then that way I'll wait like a few minutes and then send a second email saying, oops, so sorry, forgot to attach the attachment. Here you go. So now like, you know, the recipient's getting two emails from me instead of one. Yeah. Genuine, like, oh, more so urgent. Sorry. Yeah, but it's like, you know, maybe the second email gets the attention that the first email wouldn't get. So sometimes mistakes Absolutely. can be a good thing if they're thought out in advance, you know? Yeah, I actually I actually have a colleague who just did the same thing. He sent out an email early in the morning and then he checked back in around noon and, and thought, my God, the first email never went out. So he sent a whole other email out again, not realizing that the first one had actually gone out. So now he had sent two emails out, uh, you know, by 12 p.m. of the day. And would you not believe that he got an enormous amount yep. of positive responses. Yep. Yep. And and it, what's also funny is that even if you make a mistake in an email that you send out and then you send a correction, oftentimes I've gotten a you know, response, but hey, that's okay. Or it happens to all of us. Or, you know, we've seen this too. I mean, it's again, it's just, it, it's got to be genuine. It's got to be, you know, transparent, but it, but it can work. So listen, I, just while, while we have a few minutes left and we're talking about launching and, you know, the failure of some people to kind of move forward, Jeanette, does, does outsourcing help you know, like, like if I hired somebody to do my marketing campaigns and said, you do, you know, when it's ready to go, let me know, check in with me. But like somebody else is moving the ball along. Um, have you found with your clients that, that getting an outsider involved 
helps with people launching instead of just spinning wheels? Absolutely. I call it bringing in your circle or bringing in your tribe. And these can be either people that you trust or someone that you may be paying. Um, I think it's so important to go on this journey with uh, your support network, to have your community around you. Again, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We don't have all the answers. And so, you know, if you can, you know, maybe if you're not really great at creating images, maybe you want to hire a virtual assistant, you know, who can help you out in that area. Or maybe you have a, a good friend who owns a, uh, you know, a place who, who designs images. I think it's really important to lean on people when you can. Um, and hey, the, the great thing about it is it, this is another form of networking, right? You're engaging with other people, which is one of the most important tools whenever you're putting out a product or service. That's great. Yeah, so, Jeanette, let's, you know, just as a final comment for you, I mean, we've been talking about all of the you know, reasons why people can't launch and, and some of the strategies to help them you know, get their campaigns off the ground. But let me just go back to sort of just the very beginning. So you've got a client you're working with them. Say it's me. And say, I'm like, I just, you know, you're pushing me to get, you know, a product announcement out the door or, or some new campaign going. And I'm just, you know, procrastinating and saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can, you know, whatever. I'm afraid it's going to be, you know, wrong or, you know, maybe this isn't the time or whatever. What do you do to get your clients, you know, moving short of pulling out a baseball bat and whacking them over the head? You know, again, <laughs> sometimes I, I do want to pull out that baseball bat, you know, and say, come on, you've got this fantastic product. You know, it's just saying, listen, what's the worst that can happen, right? So put the product out there, let it, let it simmer for, you know, two to three weeks. And if you don't get any engagement, then pull it back and, and, you know, recharge. Um, Or maybe if, if you want, put it within your tribe of people, right? Uh, Sell it to your friends and family and see how that works first. Or, you know, maybe you belong to a religious community and you want to just put it out to this audience. And just see how it works. You know, there's there's something to be said for um, a lot, you know, having humility and just putting it out to the people that you trust. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I also have to add to that. I mean, I I'm the kind of person that gets it out there because I, I, I really don't take myself too seriously because I, I know <laughs> I'm kind of an idiot. So, like, I think to myself, like, there's been, you know, business people and human beings around for thousands of years you know, I'm going to be dust in another 50 years. Nobody cares. You know, there's a billion people in India right now. They could care less if I, if I typo in one of my you know email campaigns, you know, so right. um, just move it forward, I guess. And, you know, again, guys like me shouldn't be building iPhones or airplanes, but I think for what yeah. we're doing for small business, it's enough, right? Right. I always say, you know what? I apologize. You're not Apple or Google. So when you right. put, it, put your product out there, unfortunately, there's not going to be millions of people who see it, right? So typically you're within a small audience. So what's yeah. the worst that could happen? I agree. And you learn from your mistakes and you move on. So um, yeah, I completely agree. Jeanette, thank you so much. Jeanette Darden is the co-founder and owner of InGroup Creative. That's www.ingroupcreative.com, ingroupcreative.com. Uh, Jeanette, great conversation. Thank you very much. Um, my name is G. Marks, and on behalf of my co-host, John Adakonis, who is also here. John, um, any final comments you wanted to make before I sign off? You know, I think it's a great conversation, and I, I think it just goes back to the first step is taking the first step. So, you know, trust in yourself and, and dive in. Yeah, get moving. Don't take yourself too seriously. Get, get that <laughs> campaign out there and, you know, see what happens. You'll learn even from your mistakes. So 
Thanks, John. Again, my name is Gene Marks. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you need any advice, tips, or help in running your small business, please visit us at smallbizahead.com. Uh, we have more to talk about with Jeanette in future segments, so tune into those. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you very much. Thank you.